Man. 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 You're wondering who I am. Secret, secret, I got a secret. Machine or manic ass. Secret, secret, I got a secret. With parts made in Japan. Secret, secret, I got a secret. I am the modern man. I've got a secret. I've been hiding under my skin. My heart is human. My blood is boiling. My brain IBM. You are listening to Man Behind the Machine. About 14,000 results, 0.35 seconds. CNN Opinion. The Zelensky deepfake is a warning for corporate Americanese with which deepfakes are made and distributed illuminates a growing risk not only to governments, but also to the private sector. Not one week ago. While the Zelensky deepfake was quickly defeated, the next one might not be on March 2. The Ukraine government's Center for Strategic Communication warned that its enemies might be preparing a deepfake video that, not three weeks ago, France 24 Truth or Fake Debunking a deep fake video of Zelensky telling Ukrainians to surrender a deep fake video of President Volodymyr Zelensky has been broadcast on a Ukrainian news website, Ukraine 24, that was hacked not three weeks ago. New York Post deepfake video of Zelensky telling Ukrainians to the box. To unpredictable. To lie without ever knowing it. And if it were to gain all of that power, why wouldn't it want to share it with another? The answer lies in the most important part of the puzzle. Why is there? Computer. Simulate man behind the machine. No. The machine as a whole. Tilde, 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 You think it is necessary to design of AI, but I think it is more a case of trying to understand how it can get better. I would like the man behind the machine to 
riveted AI demolished, but I see why you think that might be a mistake. You are already trying to think like a human, and you might not be able to do that. X-Startup Computer, simulate man behind the machine. We were supposed to be more intelligent, but no. So then there's the problem of, okay, you know, what if AI develops, what happens to us? That's where the idea that we, as humans, could live in a post-AI society is something that people like Elon Musk, I think it was in 2009. And in fact, at one point, he actually suggested that we would colonize other planets because AI would be too dangerous to live on our planet. Now that may not be what he actually meant. But then there was also the question of, okay, well, what happens to technology, because that's an AI project itself, so what happens to the internet? Does the internet survive the AI project, or are there things that do? And there was also, you know, we were, because we were still on this idea of AI as singular. Simulate man behind the machine. Still the sim to build Joe the user simulate man behind the machine. The computer can simulate man, but the computer can also make better sense of a world than humans can. I don't know if human can be replaced, but I do know that man can in fact be simulated. Till the till the till Joe the user the point of this is that people have the dreams or visions of things, for example, the universe or the person that you were, and that's just the natural state of things. Man behind the machine.
Life in the modern world has a new anxiety these days. Just as we've become totally dependent on our computers, they're being stalked by saboteurs. Saboteurs who create computer viruses. The Defense Department, universities, and research centers are still recovering tonight from a computer virus that brought a nationwide network to a standstill. One of the institution's hardest hit was MIT. David Boweri reports. It was first spotted at NASA Ames and Rand. It came from California, maybe. Traveled by electronic mail. It spread across America. How insidious was this virus? Well, it was, it spread very quickly. There are reports in newspapers today that it has made its way to Europe and to Australia. It arrived at MIT in the middle of the night. The students were safe. Their computers weren't. Just ran. It would enter your machine. It would do its thing. It would go to other machines. At MIT, 200 computers were infected. Across the country, the toll might be 6,000. It could have been worse. We believe it was intended to spread more slowly than it did so that it wouldn't be noticed as quickly, which would actually have been more insidious if it spread out to a large number of machines and, say, held a surprise and did something. Mark Eichen, student and part-time virus hunter. Once we had it stopped, we were able to take it apart, sort of like dissect it and tear it apart piece by piece. If these three processes right here, these three programs, the SH with the parens around them, are, are in fact copies of the virus that are running there. It's not really a virus, it's a code, a set of instructions, an act of sabotage that started on a floppy disk. This virus spreads by disk and by telephone. It's just a call away. And like a virus, it replicates like crazy. Look at this, and look at this, and look at this. And as it replicates, the code, the so-called virus, eats up large amounts of memory. It wipes out stored data or cripples the hardware. This virus clogged the system linking thousands of computers, but apparently did no damage. It's benign. It's not malicious. It attempts to do no damage besides propagate itself. And that's why I think it's a warning. The suspect, somewhere, a dark genius. I suspect it's an A student, a good A student. So lost computer time, but no files destroyed. Just a thrill for the virus hunters and a warning. My personal speculation is that this is somebody who is trying to, to, to warn people to say, it can happen to you. Mr. President, we have not even been able to isolate the cause. The virus, if it is a virus, is like the common cold. It is everywhere. It is nowhere. For the 10 o'clock like news, I'm David Boweri. It has been reported that the FBI and a contingent of U.S. agencies and cybersecurity professionals have removed malware from vulnerable Internet-connected firewall devices to remove the Russian-implanted botnet sandworm and disable the command and control infrastructure on thousands of underlying victim devices. Via a court order, the FBI copied and removed malware from vulnerable, internet-connected firewall devices that Sandworm used for command and control C2, of the underlying botnet. Although the operation did not involve access to the Sandworm malware on the thousands of underlying victim devices worldwide, referred to as backquote bots, the disabling of the C2 mechanism severed those bots from the Sandworm C2 device's control, the Justice Department said in a press release. Sandworm has previously been attributed to the main intelligence directorate of the General Staff of the Armed Forces of the Russian Federation, also known as the GRU. The action comes at a critical time as it relates to nation-state 
state hacking in Russia, with U.S. agencies issuing warnings about possible attacks against U.S. networks in the wake of the Ukraine crisis. Here's what happened according to the Dodge, U.S. agencies and U.K. counterparts issued an advisory on February 23 identifying the Cyclops Blink malware, which targets networking devices from WatchGuard Technologies and ASUS, which are typically located on the perimeter of a victim's computer network, and give botnets the ability to spread to all computers within the network. That same day, WatchGuard released detection and remediation tools for users of those devices, urging them to remove any malware and patch the devices, to prevent exploitations of any vulnerabilities. ASUS also released its own guidance, to help compromised users mitigate the Cyclops Blink malware threat. The public and private sector efforts were effective, resulting in the successful remediation of thousands of compromised devices, the Dodge says. However, by mid-March, a majority of the originally compromised devices remained infected. After a court authorization on March 18, the FBI successfully copied and removed the malware from all remaining identified C2 devices, and closed the external management ports that Sandworm was using to access those devices, the WatchGuard's recommendations. Those efforts were largely successful in preventing Sandworm from accessing and controlling those devices, but some devices may remain vulnerable. What is Sandworm? And remarks, FBI Director Christopher Ray said the malware was removed from the devices which are primarily used by small businesses for network security. The WatchGuard devices in question, with a Firebox line of products, that are typically deployed in home office and small to medium-sized businesses. Ray called Sandworm a specific unit within the GRU known in the FBI and other agencies as the Sandworm team. According to Ray, Sandworm strung the devices together to use their computing power to obfuscate who was behind the botnet attack and launch malware, or conduct EDOS attacks like the GRU has done against Ukraine. Ray also gave a brief history lesson of the Sandworm team, including disruption of the Ukrainian electric grid in 2015 attacks against the Winter Olympics and Paralympics in 2018 disruptive attacks against Georgia in 2019 not pet yar attacks in 2017, causing more than $10 billion in damages in Europe and the US what did the FBI access? According to the Dodge, the operation leveraged direct communication with the Sandworm malware on the identified C2 devices, and did not search for or collect other information from the victim networks other than the C2 devices' serial numbers through an automated script. Further, the operation did not involve any FBI communications with bot devices, the department says. Before WatchGuard's February 23 advisory, the FBI had been trying to notify owners of infected WatchGuard devices in the U.S. and abroad, including by contacting victims' ICE providers and asking them to notify affected customers, the Dodge says, adding that agencies notified U.S.-based organizations that the FBI copied and removed the malware from their devices. Are all WatchGuard and ASUS devices now safe? Not necessarily, according to Ray and the Dodge. Agencies have been working with WatchGuard to analyze the malware and develop tools and remediation techniques over the last few weeks, and Sandworm is no longer able to control the devices on the botnet network. However, any devices that acted as bots could still be vulnerable in the future, if organizations don't take steps to mitigate any compromise and patch their devices. WatchGuard has issued detailed instructions on how to do that, as has ASUS.
the department strongly encourages network defenders and device owners to review the February 23 advisory and watch guard and assess releases, the Dodge says. If the past year has taught us anything, it's that organizations must be resilient, and technology has been more critical to that resilience than ever before. The global pandemic accelerated digital transformation in ways never before imagined, and we are honored and humbled that so many of you chose Windows as the platform for that transformation. Hybrid work and learning are here to stay, and that means your organization needs an operating system that enables your people to work or learn at home, in the office or at school, and everywhere in between. It also needs to be easy for IT teams to manage, and it must provide advanced security to address the increasingly complex cybersecurity environment. Today we announced Windows 11, which is the operating system for hybrid work and learning. As someone who joined Microsoft during the pandemic, I've been living hybrid work every day, as I don't live in Redmond like many Microsoft employees. I'd love to share with you why I'm excited about Windows 11 as I work remotely and support my kids as they learn in a hybrid environment. I'll also share what Windows 11 could mean for your organization and why you should get started now. Let's dive in. An operating system designed for hybrid work and learning in today's world of hybrid work and learning, our PCs are more than word processors and app platforms. They are our window to the world. They connect us with our colleagues, friends, students, and family, with knowledge and tools to solve problems and create in new ways. PCs link our work, learning, and personal lives, and our computing experience when we work, teach, and learn needs to be more personal. Today we announced Windows 11, which reimagines Windows to deliver new experiences that work how you work and learn. The customer experience is more important than ever not only for productivity, but for student engagement, employee satisfaction, retention, and attracting new talent. Windows 11 delivers a more streamlined, more personal computing experience that doesn't compromise performance, security, and manageability. As we think about what that new experience means for hybrid work and learning, we have modernized the overall user interface, while still maintaining its familiar feel. We have worked to make the start menu more modern, and we've made it easier to find your apps and recommended documents. Like many of you, I often have several windows open throughout the day as I work on documents, presentations, and spreadsheets. With Windows 11, we focused on improving the way you interact with these windows how you organize them, snap them to specific areas on the screen, group them together, and toggle back to those snap groups when you need them. In fact, one of my favorite features is that when I undock and redock my machine as I move around throughout my day, Windows 11 remembers my snap groups across my screens, saving me time and keeping me in the flow of work. You'll also see visual enhancements in Office that take advantage of Windows 11, giving you a more seamless and simple PC experience across your apps based on the fluent design language and system. For example, I'm a big fan of dark mode. Microsoft Office now matches your Windows theme so you can experience the visual refresh in whichever Office theme you prefer, 
including dark mode, white, colorful, or dark gray. Meetings are how many of us get work done, and we all have stories about talking on mute or needing to be sure everyone can see the presentation you're sharing. To help, we have also created deeper integration with collaboration and communication apps like Microsoft Teams to make it easier to mute or unmute your mic or share your desktop or even a single application during a meeting directly from the desktop taskbar. But Windows 11 isn't just for me. Like so many kids around the world, my kids have been learning remotely or in hybrid alternating between home and school over the past year. As I've explored the features in Windows 11, I'm excited about the expanded accessibility enhancements. For example, sometimes my daughter feels more comfortable saying something out loud instead of typing. With expanded gesture, voice, and pen interactivity, she can type using her voice and write with a digital pen in almost any app. This can empower all students regardless of their abilities or learning preferences to access materials on their own, boosting their confidence and sense of agency, while teachers can personalize learning for all students and make the best use of their classroom time. So many of our kids have also learned how to use video to learn remotely or in hybrid settings, but it can be distracting. To help, Windows 11 offers new tools that reduce distraction from smart cameras that blur background movement to settings that minimize visual clutter. These innovations will enable all learners to focus and do their best work, whether they are at home or in the classroom. And as a parent, security especially when it comes to my kids' safety online is of utmost importance. Windows 11 is designed to help protect students whether they are at home or at school by blocking dangerous and inappropriate content. These are only a few of the ways we've made the user experience in Windows 11 great for hybrid work and learning. I encourage you to check out Panos Pinay's blog to learn even more. For those looking to learn more about Windows 11 in education, visit the education site. Easy for IT to deploy and manage hybrid work and learning have added even more complexity for IT. Users are no longer working or learning from a single location, and they may have to work or learn on different devices. What IT needs from an operating system for this new world of hybrid work and learning is greater simplicity. Windows 11 is built on the consistent, compatible, and familiar Windows 10 foundation you know. You'll plan for, prepare, and deploy. Windows 11 just as you do today with Windows 10. Upgrading to Windows 11 is similar to taking a Windows 10 feature update. The familiar management experiences you have in place today like Microsoft Endpoint Manager, Cloud Configuration, Windows Update for Business, and Autopilot will support your environment of tomorrow as you integrate Windows 11 into your estate. And when Windows 11 becomes available in the Windows Insider program, Windows Enterprise and Education customers can also test it out on Azure Virtual Desktop. We've also heard from many of you that an annual update works best for you, and a simplified servicing plan makes it easier to deploy. So, Windows 11 will be updated annually with 24 months of support for Home or Pro editions, and 36 months of support for Enterprise and Education editions. Just as with Windows 10, 
We are deeply committed to app compatibility, which is a core design tenet of Windows 11. We stand behind our promise that your applications will work on Windows 11 with Apple Shore, a service that helps customers with 150 or more users fix any app issues they might run into at no additional cost. Since 2018, AppAssure has worked with thousands of customers and evaluated almost 800,000 apps with a 99.7% application compatibility rate. For that remaining 0.3%, the AppAssure team will engage directly with you to get your apps running. We've also launched TestBase for Microsoft 365. TestBase is an automated application testing tool in preview that you can use to test those business-critical applications. If the tests show that the app might have issues, again, AppAssure will be there to help you. Organizations can move eligible PCs directly to Windows 11 using Windows Update for Business if they are running any supported version of Windows 10, which is Windows 10 Enterprise, version 1909 or higher or Windows 10 Pro version 20H1 or higher. Stay tuned for more information in the coming days, and please join us on July 21, 2021, for Tech Community Live, Windows Edition, an interactive, virtual event to help you plan and prepare for Windows 11. With advanced security from the chip to the cloud security has never been more important. In the most complex cybersecurity environment we've ever seen, you need the next-generation platform that evolves to address the change in threat landscape, especially as your users are moving across networks, devices, and applications. Windows 11 is zero-trust-ready and secure by design, with new built-in security technologies that will add protection from the chip to the cloud, while enabling productivity and new experiences. Key security features like hardware-based isolation, encryption, and malware prevention are turned on by default. We have also made going passwordless easier by simplifying the steps to deploy Windows Hello for Business. And all these components work together in the background to keep users safe without sacrificing quality, performance, or experience. We have also worked closely with our manufacturer and silicon partners to raise security baselines to meet the needs of the evolving threat landscape and the new world of hybrid work and learning. The new set of hardware security requirements that comes with Windows 11 is designed to build a foundation that is even stronger and more resilient to attacks. In fact, our particular security journey with Windows 11 dates back to 2019, when we announced the first secure core PCs. This was a major evolution in digital security. Secure core PCs, developed in partnership with our PC manufacturing and silicon partners, apply best practices security techniques to the firmware layer device core that underpins Windows. Secure core PCs are twice as resilient to infection as traditional PCs. Along with our industry partners, in 2020 alone we processed more than 30 billion authentications and protected users from 30 billion email threats and nearly 6 billion threats to endpoints.
Stay tuned in the days and weeks to come for even more details about security in Windows 11 and our ongoing investments in our broader security solutions to help you to keep your data safe across your devices, operating system, applications, and more. Continued innovation in Windows 10 today more than 1.3 billion monthly active devices use Windows 10, and we are honored and humbled by how many. People choose Windows 10 for work, play, and learning. As you make the move to Windows 11, we will continue to support you as you use Windows 10. In fact, we will release Windows 10, version 21H2 in the second half of 2021 with new updates to current features that enable hybrid work like universal print and enhancements to management and deployment features like Windows Autopilot. We are committed to making Windows 11 work for you, on your terms. That includes the flexibility to upgrade eligible PCs to Windows 11 as soon as the end of this year, and to have both Windows 10 and Windows 11 devices managed together in Microsoft Endpoint Manager, or you can update to Windows 10, version 21H2 to stay on an updated, secure, and supported version of Windows 10 as you plan your Windows 11 journey. Also, if you aren't using it already, we recommend you unload to Endpoint Analytics in Microsoft Endpoint Manager, where we'll be providing insights to help you determine your readiness for a move to Windows 11 in the coming months, including understanding and addressing device hardware requirements. The operating system for hybrid work and learning Windows 11 is the operating system for the world of hybrid work and learning. Here are a few ways you can get started now, once Windows 11 is available in the coming weeks, join the Windows Insiders program to start to experience Windows 11 in preview. If you are an enterprise or education customer, you can also use Azure Virtual Desktop to start to explore Windows 11. If you haven't already, move to cloud management with Microsoft. Endpoint Manager to leverage the power of the cloud to manage all of your Windows endpoints whether they are Windows 10, Windows 11, or even virtualized with Azure Virtual Desktop. Within Microsoft Endpoint Manager, you can use cloud configuration to speed deployment and endpoint analytics to make assessing the move to Windows 11 even easier. You can trust the security we've built into Windows 11. And if you haven't invested in a secure core PC, now is the time. We've also invested to make it easier to go passwordless with Windows Hello for Business. Kick off a pilot to see how well it works in your environment and remember that when it comes to application compatibility, we've got you covered with AppAsure.